Before we dive in this week into this amazing topic, I just want to remind you to go to thrivingonpurpose.com. That's our website where you will find other podcasts. You can also join our email list there on that page and our free Facebook group, Top Kingdom Growth. We're doing free masterclasses on faith right now, and I think you're really going to benefit from them. So go check out thrivingonpurpose.com and you'll see all the information on the front page. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. Hi there, welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. We're so glad that you can join us and tune in for another episode. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about a season for watchmen and prophets. So we're going to understand the twofold manifestations of God. Why is God using watchmen and prophets? And um, what is to, to gain from both sides? How can we become powerful kingdom citizens in Uh, God's kingdom here on earth by uh, really diving deep and understanding what God is doing in this present age and why he's using both uh, camps if you want to um, to bless Christians in different ways absolutely and see I think both camps I I don't like calling them camps because they're actually working for the same team yeah (laughs) the watchmen and the prophets yeah they act separately but they act so separately and it's it's kind of a shame because they're at each other's throats sometimes Mm -hmm. and uh, oftentimes you're going to hear watchmen condemning uh, those who, who say positive things, that God is doing a new thing or a positive thing. And other times you're going to hear uh, prophets saying, they stay away from the gloom and doom, it's fear-mongering and all that. So I think of balance, like in everything else that, that calls itself kingdom or of God or um, Christian, balance is so essential in this day and age. Yeah, because you have to remember, God is using both, is talking to to these people, to these men and women of God in different ways. And you have to understand that if you just stay in one side and just one way of thinking and listen to, let's say, only the prophets, you're going to get one side of what God's trying to tell you, but you're not going to heed the warnings from the watchmen uh, that God is trying to warn you about. And as we dive into this podcast, you're going to understand why we need to know uh, about both and how God uses both to, to really um, benefit us spiritually. Exactly. You only get half the picture if you only pick one, one side and you choose not to listen to the other. So I'm going to start with a Bible passage. It's from the book of Joel, prophets, the prophet Joel, chapter 2, 28 to 32. And here's what we read. And it's a familiar verse. You guys are rec- going to recognize it. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, 
Your old man will dream dreams. Your young man will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. And this particular passage from the Old Testament was reprised by the Apostle Peter uh, at Pentecost when the apostles had been imbued by the that had received from on high the Holy Spirit, and they started speaking in tongues. Peter, it was among the first words that he uttered. He mentioned that passage. He was basically saying to the people of Jerusalem, hey, here's what's happening right now. They're not drunk. You guys are making jokes. You think they're drunk. They're not drunk. This is the, pro the prophecy of Joel. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And we've been living under this new reality, this new covenant, for over 2,000 years now. And more than ever, these words are true. And as we mentioned earlier, there's a, this is a twofold. We're living under, right now, in 2020, it's very interesting, because we seem to be living in, under a twofold prophetic ministry. Uh, we're seeing the outpouring, in this outpouring of the Spirit, there are two groups of people through whom the Lord has been giving these dreams and visions and prophecies in our time. And these two groups of people are very distinct. And uh, it's very powerful. They are the prophets and the watchmen. And I think that in this episode, it's going to be very important for me to differentiate what a New Testament prophet is and what a watchman is. Because they're not one and the same, and they're not interchangeable necessarily. Now, can a watchman have prophetic gifts? Yes. Can a prophet have uh, the the ability to be a watchman? Absolutely. God may call some to do both. But this is a rare thing. I haven't seen that often. Have you, Liz, seen uh, people who do both with efficiency? Oftentimes, it's it seems to be mostly... Uh, I think it's because, you know, you to to properly learn, I guess, to dive deep into um, to the gifting, to I guess. the gifting, you mm -hmm. have to go in certain lanes and study certain things and, and really, um, you know, dive deep into that. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of hard for them to do both at the same time. But probably more, more people than we know are probably open to both. Yeah, but not necessarily uh, talking about it on social media. So, for example, you know, um, God's brought us into both um, in different seasons of our life where yeah. uh, we, ha we learned certain things and were more watchmen and then had to learn a little more about the prophetic and how God could speak to us through that. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, like obviously there's good and bad in all ministries. There's some people that really um, have a gifting from God and others that um you know i won't say they're fakes but you know it's it's well they're, you they're can tell been, yeah. you can tell you know some are yeah are not exactly uh using a real gift from god and you can usually sense it your holy the holy spirit and you can give you that wisdom to know the difference um but we've seen how that's really benefited um our business and our 
our ministry and our life and uh, in different ways and different things that we needed to learn. So yeah. we're not, you know, we don't always talk about it, that we're open to learning um, from prophetic things. But, uh, you know, many instances, uh, God has shown me certain things and has shown Sebastian certain things. And this was really uh, powerful through dreams or through uh, God speaking to us that we were able to even uplift each other and, um, you know, heed certain warnings to each other. And God used us both as as man and wife sometimes as well. So yeah. um, and, you know, there's other times in my life in the past that I had to learn about uh, the watchman side that I wasn't open to that. And it took Sebastian time to really get me to open up to that and to to see the, the benefits because I saw that as doom and gloom, negative stuff, and I didn't want to be open to it at all. And, you know, I think that where kingdom comes into place, when you understand uh, your place as an ambassador for Christ and how much power God has really given you, then you're not as scared. And the, see, the, the, there's dangers in the watchman side, and Sebastian's going to dive more into to certain things about that. Yeah. Um, if you don't understand kingdom and your authority, this can be uh, almost a dark path because exactly, you'll feel yeah. overwhelmed by what Satan's doing and about heeding, you know, being scared of this. And, and you know, yes, there's preparation, but in you, the back of it your can, mind, you're can, thinking... It can become fear-mongering What if I, I can't, you know, sur- provide for my family? Uh-huh. Or what if I can't end up starving? Or what if it is true that there's a depression? What am I going to do? So, you know, there's that's why kingdom is so important to understand how uh, our sonship with God and how... Um, you know, the prophetic side is going to really help you during these times as well. And uh, like you mentioned, we've um, we've experienced with both uh, sides of that coin. And uh, I have, a, I believe, a strong watchman anointing on my life. And I think Elizabeth might have some prophetic anointing. Uh, she's uh, she's learning along those ropes uh, these days. And it's, it's fascinating what God has shown her. But there have been times when she's prophesied in my life and there have been times, and you know it. I mean, when I have a conversation with you sometimes and I know the Spirit is showing me something and I need to say it, I'm just going to say, okay, this is not of me. This is of the Lord. Now listen, boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to tell her what I need to say. But to get back to the prophets and watchmen, the picture that God is painting right now in 2020, it seems that he's given a part of the picture to each of those two uh this two-sided ministry. There's a part that went to the prophets and there's a part that went to the watchmen. And what, from what I'm seeing, it seems that the watchman part is more general, a generalized part, and the prophetic part is more an individual case-by-case basis where prophets will speak directly into the life of a believer mm-hmm. to help them position themselves better in the kingdom and doing what they are called to do, what, they are, uh, what God purposed them to do. So they do seem to disagree. And I've seen... Like Elizabeth said, there's there's some negative in, on, in both camps. And uh, I guess we would need to address the negative. I mean, uh, sometimes the, the prophetic can become, uh, uh, unfortunately, those who are in the prophetic camp, sometimes uh, I've noticed that they, they seem to be on, on, on some kind of um, cloud nine high. And they seem to want to just uh, uh, plug into that to stay high. Uh, and I don't know if I'm making any sense now. It, it's like they're using it kind of like a drug. I got to get a word, got to get a word. Uh, I love getting words. And, and they, they just stay there, but they might not necessarily be uh, doing much with those words. 
So that's the danger on the prophetic side. So it can, an, keep, it can keep you in a in fluff city, if you will. And in action. And I've spoken to a lot of people into those kind of groups on Facebook. And a lot of them are not understanding their kingdom citizenship and that they are supposed to be active in either doing ministry, uh, building a business for God, or helping Having somebody that, you know, a cause or helping somebody that's trying to do good and add value to them. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a purpose, there's a design for your life, there's strengths, there's different things that God has called you to do, and only you can fulfill this destiny, this mm -hmm. purpose. And if you just stay in the, the prophetic, just waiting and waiting, and, you know, you're not doing that work, that um, proactive work, seeking yourself through hearing God's word, uh, doing that, you know, getting closer to God, Amen. using that praise time, uh, worship time to really um, find those clues that God can speak to you. Yeah, you know, directly. You, yeah. you, you can sometimes, I, I believe that you can get a word from listening to a, a, someone prophetic that has a, a gifting and that can help get you to break through yeah. and certain things. And God can use those people to speak to you. But there's other times that you really have to do that for yourself. You have to get close to God and, and learn to hear his voice because you're, you're working with him in the kingdom to advance in your purpose. He wants to be holding your hand every step of the way. And, and I think also when you get a word from a prophet, that word through the Holy Spirit within you is supposed to act as a, uh, something that's going to anchor you to God. Mm -hmm. Something that's going to draw you closer to him and, like Elizabeth said, like a, act as a clue to seek more of him. So if you get a prophecy, it's like a treasure hunt. yeah, it's like yeah. a treasure hunt. It's supposed to stir you into action, into spiritual uh, seeking and actual action. That's how I, I see it. And anyway, that's how it's been in my life. And uh, on the other hand, let's talk about the Watchmen a little bit. The, the negative side of the Watchmen, it's, it's quite obvious. I have seen... Some watchmen. I, I'm friends with some on uh, on social media, and uh, I, here's what I've seen: when it gets bad for a watchman, usually it's because if it is a, a season of judgment, let's say like 2020 seems to be a, a season where God is is maybe intervening in the earth realm and pouring out some judgment. So if there is a season of judgment, it can become negative to just focus solely on that. And when you're only focused on that, it seems that negative begets negative. So if you're not balanced as a watchman, if you're not going to praise God, if you're not going to spend time thanking Him for all kinds of stuff, in other words, staying positive in certain aspects of your walk with Him, and if you're just going to concentrate on the doom and gloom, and speak gloom and doom, and talk gloom and doom, and focus on gloom and doom, and research gloom and doom, well, it oftentimes I've seen... Uh, some watchmen become ill, they become sick, they become depressed, they say, pray for me, I don't know what's wrong with it, they become under attack by the devil, because the devil can use that, that I guess, I don't want to call it negativity, because it is a word from the Lord, they, they receive visions from the Lord, but if they become obsessed with that, it can become detrimental to their uh, spiritual and physical health. So I've, I've seen some of those, and uh, I felt sad, because I was like, well, brother, how much? Like sometimes I counsel with them, and I'd be like, well, how much time do you spend uh, making positive declarations in your life? I mean, yes, you do bring up some really good information that people need to know. You're telling them, okay, the sword's coming. Here's what's going to happen, or, or whatever. Here's what I'm seeing for America. Here's what I dreamt, whatever. But 
amidst all that, are you still doing positive declarations for your own life? God can still use you in a positive way in a negative environment. And that's what I'm, I'm getting at. Does that make sense, Liz? Yeah, and I would say, you know, the, the dangers of that, to have gone through through that and watch Sebastian go through that, is that there's a very slippery slope when you start diving into, you know, what is the occult and what is the Illuminati's and what are they doing? And we all know, you know, what are the elite trying to pull off? Yeah. yeah, What are they trying to do? How are they trying to affect, you know, president Trump right now? And, and all that, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't know some of this, but if your focus is only on that, not, you know, all the time, that's all you consume as information. It does eventually get draining. It gets depressing and then you forget who you are in the kingdom and you just focus on the enemy and yeah. what he's trying to do to you. You're not seeing the bigger picture of how God is powerful and how he's going to use exactly. you to, uh, you know, to protect your family and your ministry and um, that there's a lot of anointing on you, that there's a, a purpose that you can still be a light for the darkness, um, you know, for the people that still need to get saved. And yes, it's good to warn them about things that are coming. I think that it's very smart to be preparing and to be, you know, um, heeding this advice. If there's things that they recommend that you do, that you do those things and be active in those things. But I also think that we should always focus on uh, the time that we do have left and that is running out, that we should be, uh, you know, trying to uh, be an impact for the world that's completely lost, that is in pure fear and terror right now exactly. with everything going on. You don't want to add too much to the fear. You want to warn the people, but you want to, you don't want to put uh, oil on the fire or gasoline on the fire, right? Yeah, you really want to um, to bring them to that lightness and say, look, you know, as a kingdom citizen in, in the army of God, we are all working together and we all have to, you know, um, heed, you know, and, and to read what God is saying to us right now, but, and prepare, but we also have to be working in alignment with him because he will protect us and he loves us. And he, you know, there's the sonship and how he wants to be with us and he's not going to let harm happen to us. So we have to, um, you know, the more you, you work your prophetic side, um, the more you find your purpose and all that, and you work with him, the more you're going to see blessings happen in your life, the more you're going to see your, your, you know, different things that you are activating with your faith that's going to be bring good in your life. And you're going to say, okay, God is here. He is present. I'm seeing him work in my life. It's it's real. It's not just what I'm reading in the Bible. It's mm-hmm. actually real in, in my mundane everyday life. I'm seeing his manifestation. I'm feeling his presence. I, I'm seeing wonderful things happen through the Holy Spirit. And that gives me that um, that peace. Instead yeah. of being in fear, yeah, I'm exactly. in peace because I know that I'm walking a- along the line. I'm walking in my destiny and my purpose and he's going to protect me. So that's where I want you to understand that if you stay in just gloom and doom and just focus on that all the time, then you're missing out on, on the positive uh, on stuff the positive that he stuff. has reserved for you. So as a watchman, I, I recommend, I, I think it's really good to be well-informed and to inform others with love, always doing it in love. I think that's very important as well. Yeah. Another trap I've seen the watchman fall in uh, and myself is we, we gather so much information and knowledge that we can become arrogant. And that can be a downfall as well. And I'm not going to get into too many details of that. But as a watchman, you know, you do have to deal with some negative stuff. 
And I think it's important to stop and smell the flowers. That's what basically you're saying with here, right? Yeah, and it also helps you make good decisions, you know, when it comes to politics, when it comes to what the media is portraying, what is going on right now in our lives, what we're supposed to be doing as opposed to what they're telling us to do. What what are we supposed to do? So I, I like the, the watchmen that are being that God's speaking through because it helps me align to the truth of what the matter is right now. And it helps me assess what I really need to focus on. And it, oftentimes it's not what the media is trying to shove down my throat. It's really something completely different that I'm supposed to be doing right now to protect my family. Absolutely, because we're the people of God, but we are also called individually. And he ha he's got a specific thing he wants us to do, all, each of us. But uh, just to uh, sum it up, kind of like the two coins, you probably heard some of that. Here's what we hear from uh, the prophetic side. Oftentimes we're going to hear stuff along the lines of, uh, God is bringing you in a season of renewal and blessing. Now, when you hear that and you watch the news, it seems so contradictory. And yet, it's still true. Uh, a powerful revival is coming for the church. Again, a lot of people look at this and go like, is that really going to happen? Could it really happen? Uh, God will use you mightily in this season. So you're like, wow, everything's falling apart and God's going to use me mightily. Okay, yeah, I can buy that. Uh, God is getting us ready for a new thing. He's making a new thing. I've heard. So I'm not saying these are actual uh, prophecies that I'm uttering right now. I'm just saying this is the, the, along the lines of the stuff that I, I have heard. So this is the stuff we hear from the prophetic side. Just to give you a good example, uh, you can also you might also hear I sense a mighty outpouring of the Spirit coming or stuff like that. On the other hand, uh, we have the watchmen who are just as godly and devout as the prophets and who are claiming to be given visions and dreams of warning and judgment. So the things we hear from the watchmen are along those lines. Judgment is coming upon America and the world. Stock up on ammo and food. Maybe you've heard that one. Or the cup of God's wrath is full and ready to be poured out. Have you ever heard that? That's scary. <laughs> but but it does it's not because it's scary that we shouldn't listen to it or we shouldn't heed it. You understand? Or some say, I have been given visions of great calamity and trouble coming, etc., etc. So that's the stuff we hear from the watchman's side. So they seem, at first glance, very contradictory. So which one is it? Is God bringing blessing or cursing? Is he bringing healing or calamity? Is God bringing rejoicing or sorrow? Well, we know that God is and always has been a God of, for example, truth and mercy, judgment and grace, blessing and cursing. We know that from reading the Bible. So I believe that both the prophets and the watchmen are to be heeded, especially now in 2020 when we're, seeing, we're seemingly seeing both, both sides of the coin coming to, to pass right now. And furthermore, in the Bible, we have these these verses that show us those dual facets of God. Liz, I would like to, you to go through those verses for the audience listening. Uh, these, these show us that, that God is, is a God that can be doing two things at once. So we read in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 6 to 7, I am the Lord and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 6, 
The Lord brings death and gives life. Some he brings down to Sheol, and others he raises up. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have said before you life and death, the blessing and the curse, so choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 30, uh, verse 19. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 39, See now that I myself am he. There is no God besides me. I put to death and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal. And no one can deliver out of my hand. So for example, the whole chapter 28 in Deuteronomy is about the blessings of God if we obey and the cursing of God if we disobey. So it's well explained in that. Yeah, there's there's lots of deep, like it's pretty amazing. Uh, when you read that chapter, that whole chapter shows the, the, that dual nature of God mm -hmm. and, and, and what he can pour out for us. And, and of course, I highly recommend to concentrate on the good stuff, do what he asks, right, uh, to get the blessings. But it's good to know what might happen if you don't. And it's funny because when you do read the, the negative stuff, you realize, wow, a lot of that we are living right now yeah. in our society. Exactly, because, you know, we live because in a we disobey. sinful world. Yeah, exactly, because the people disobeyed. Exactly, and unfortunately, you know, even if we've chosen to follow Christ, uh, we live the aftermath of certain things, you know, when God is showing um, His wrath or letting things, permitting things to happen, we oftentimes can, you know, have the backlash of that if you want, um, but doesn't mean that He's not watching over us and protecting us but it just means that you know we're visibly seeing this and a lot of unfortunately like we look at the riots and everything you know this this is manifestations of people that are going against god's word exactly you know, it's lawlessness it's, it's what we call lawlessness without exactly. law being without exactly. law and, and the lord says you obey my laws and you will be blessed if you disobey my laws or reject my laws guess what you're gonna be cursed and right now we're, we're, we're under a curse yeah so in uh, Hosea chapter 6, verse 1, we read, Come, let us return to the Lord, for He has torn us to pieces, but He will heal us. He has wounded us, but He will bind up our wounds. In 1 Peter 4, verse 16 to 17, If anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God, and if it if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? That's a good point that Peter's making. He's basically saying, look, judgment always begins at the house of God, with the household of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe that God has brought us to our knees as, as believers right now. A lot of believers are praying for the nation. They're praying for their individual lives. Uh, we are suffering the backlash, the, 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 the consequences of what has been done by the government, the closing up of businesses and all that. Christians are not immune to that. So uh, I think that God is, it's a time right now where God is calling us to repentance as a people of God, first and foremost. Uh, and then we will be able to have the impact that we're supposed to have. So, so the point of all these verses that show uh, the dual nature of God, right, very clearly. So our God is, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what the scripture says. And he's given us both the watchmen and the prophets to equip us properly and to give us a complete picture of what he is doing. The good, 
the very good, the bad, and the ugly. We want to see the whole thing. We want to understand what, what God is doing in all facets, in, in all of his ways. And I think that these two types of giftings that, we, that he's given to the church, the prophets and the watchmen, are so crucial in this day and age. And now I want to spend a little time explaining uh, the ministry of the prophets. I took a lot of notes for this show. I'm going to try to make it a little shorter because uh, I had a lot of notes. And if I, I think if I uh, go through all those notes, we're probably going to be here for another two hours. So we have the New Testament prophets. And here's the thing. When we read through the Old Testament, we get a very distinct picture of what a prophet is. But the role and calling of a prophet has transformed with the coming of Jesus Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And let's look at the differences between an Old Testament prophet and the New Testament prophet. So, number one, in the Old Testament, a prophet was the mouthpiece of God. A prophet was the mouthpiece of God. Old Testament prophets had the singular role of bringing God's word, his instruction, warnings, prophecies, and so on, directly to his people. Now, by contrast, today we're under the New Covenant. So, in the New Testament, all believers have a relationship with God and can hear Him speaking to them personally. Therefore, the prophecy is confirmation of what is already heard through relationship. This also relates to leaders in the church today who hear from God in their leadership capacity. So, a prophetic ministry in the New Testament is designed to bring confirmation, clarity, and empowerment to the vision of an individual or a church. This is so important to understand. So that's why we the prophetic words oftentimes are positive today, because they're supposed to empower. They're not about, see, the, the, the role of the prophet of the Old Testament has kind of shifted and has become a little bit more of the role of the watchmen today. So the watchmen are more akin to Old Testament prophets than actual New Testament prophets are to their Old Testament counterpart. Number two, let's keep in mind that the Old Testament was an era of law and judgment. Now, we're, we're always saying we're under grace, and that's true. As long as Jesus comes back, or as long as the Great Tribulation hasn't started, we are under grace. So in the Old Testament, prophets pronounced warnings and judgments upon the people and upon nations who were disobedient to God. The New Testament, however, is an era of, like I said, God's grace. So New Testament prophecy is for strengthening, encouragement, and comforting. Here's an example from Acts 15.32. In Acts 15.32, we read, Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. So that's the, that's the example of the New Testament prophet right there. So New Testament prophecy is consistent with the ministry of Jesus and his revelation of the Father's nature. We, we often think, oh, well, there's such a difference between the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. Well, see, when Jesus came, he revealed uh, another facet of the Father's nature. He revealed the Abba, the Father, the sonship of the believers. So it brought believers under this new covenant where all of a sudden everything uh, kind of shifted. It doesn't mean that God doesn't judge anymore. It doesn't mean God cannot bring upon ju judgment upon the earth. 
but it just mean it just means that the role of the prophet has transformed and changed. So even if a prophetic word is addressing error, for example, the prophetic motive is redemption to bring God's purpose and to transform the situation and its outcome and the word that the prophet will give will be framed that way. So the word will be presented in love and humility to bring about sanctification, transformation, impact in the life of the believer. So it's not going to be a word of judgment like it used to be in the Old Testament. It's different now. It doesn't mean that God cannot uh, scold you. It doesn't mean that God cannot um, correct you when you're wrong. Uh, there's nothing where I always say that there's nothing worse than getting a whooping from the Lord. <laughs> it still happens. Get it? it? It really does. Now, number three, let's talk about, keep, keep talking about the Old Testament prophets. An Old Testament prophet could, uh, quote unquote, stand alone before God. In the New Testament, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that we are many members with different gifts in one body. As with the other spiritual gifts, prophecy today in the New Testament era is not meant to be as it used to be a standalone ministry in the church. Rather, it is incomplete without the added value of other gifts in the body of the church. So there's no one prophet or prophetic person that has the, the whole revelation. And I've often seen, seen that when I was uh, in prophetic groups. I've noticed that a uh, someone will utter a word from the Lord, a prophetic word, and others will add to it. And I find that so fascinating. So it's a team effort. The prophecy is more of a team effort in the New Testament. So the prophet today depends upon others with prophetic gifts to supply more pieces of the puzzle of God's revelation. So the person prophesying also needs those who have gifts of discernment, gifts of leadership, gifts of wisdom to complete their contribution to the church. It's not a one-man show anymore, okay? That's why in the Old Testament, prophets were so impactful. It was a one-man show. You talk about Isaiah, Jeremiah. They were like powerful men of God with fiery judgment coming out of their mouths. But now it's changed. Old Testament prophets, and that's number four, by the way, I'm, I'm going to give you the difference uh, number four the old testament prophets were expected to speak the perfect inspired word of god if they did not speak a word that proved true they were condemned automatically as false prophets and you can find that in jeremiah chapter 14 verses 14 and 16 some prophets were entrusted with the writing of scripture they also were used of God to convey his specific instruction to kings, nations, and other powerful men. So accuracy and the purity of their words was essential. Now in the New Testament church, under the New Covenant, prophetic words are subject to being weighed up. So we need to, to, to basically uh, always um, examine, first of all, to, does it align with Scripture? Okay, that's the first thing. But second thing is you always, you, you can't just buy into it uh, hook, line, and sinker right away. So you're going to weigh it up by uh, your uh, experimentation of asking God to give you more, uh, more information or bring you to, into further discernment, into further revelation of that particular prophecy. So the New Testament prophetic ministry needs the whole support of the body of Christ a team environment of humility, 
cooperation and grace to operate as Jesus intended it to. So, and that's why I think there's so much confusion because when you say prophet today, oh, he's a prophet. People see a guy with a long beard like Moses and, and, and thundering. Uh, like if you're not trained in the prophetic, you're going to see that right away. Oh, he's a prophet. So he's, he, whatever he says has to be true or else he's a false prophet. No, that's, that was good in Old Testament days before Pentecost. So now with Pentecost, the, the prophetic ministry has taken on a, a new life of its own, if you will. And the Old Testament prophet has kind of transformed and become today's watchman, which I find interesting. So today's prophets are called to fortify and encourage individual believers and the body of Christ. And, and the individual prophecies serve to, number one, help believers to get a clear revelation of God's will for their life. Number two, direct believers to position themselves adequately in their respective field of favor. So a good prophecy will enable you to position yourself in your field of favor where you will be able to receive from God more. And number three, a good prophecy, a good individual prophecy is meant to accelerate the believer's purposeful activity. In other words, to help you, to enable you to walk into your purpose quicker and more efficiently. Yeah, it's really, um, it's really there to add to your personal life, to your walk with God like we said, sometimes, you know, it's a treasure hunt. You're looking for a specific answer to a certain thing in a certain direction. And God's going to direct you to, through that sometimes. And that's why Sebastian says, you know, you have to get confirmation, right? If you believe that God's calling you to a ministry in a foreign country, for example, well, you know, you need more than one person confirming that. Yeah, exactly. The um, word of God shall be established upon the uh, two or three witnesses, right? Exactly. So you need those confirmations in your life. Exactly. Or um, sometimes it's to edify you. Sometimes, you know, you've been down for for a while and God just wants to uplift you and encourage you and edify you so that you know that he's by your side and to to just, you know, continue um, continue walking deep with him and, and holding on to, to him so that he uplifts you and shows you the things that, you know, sometimes... It's about timing. Sometimes God wants to tell you a certain thing, but it's about timing also. And sometimes we, we walk through these valleys uh, in our relationship with God that sometimes could be a little deeper um, where we feel that he's less present, but he's still there. It's just that we have to experience these things. Sometimes we have to go through certain things to understand another level of understanding and and spirituality uh deepening with him yeah so you know there's that as well but i've noticed in the prophetic there's a lot of edifying there's a lot of um uplifting and encouragement and that's why i think it's essential because like i said there are ups and downs in our walk with god and in our in our physical lives and our circumstances and all kinds of things that happen around us and Liz, uh, now I wanted to talk about the watchmen. So we kind of covered what the New Testament prophet is, what their ministry is, what their equipping of the saints does to uh, especially the individual believers, but also to collectively. You're going to oftentimes hear prophecies about a group of people or a church or whatever. And uh, this is meant to encourage and empower those believers. And it, it builds up your faith. I mean, in my experience, when I've... When I heard, got a word from a prophet, it built up my faith. That's yeah. what it did for me. It builds up your faith and it gives us a, a, a little clearer sense of direction. Like, oh, I'm on the right path. Okay, so, so that kind of acts as a confirmation. Or, oh, this is showing me 
where I should go or maybe what I should consider looking into. Mm -hmm. So it's going to show you, give you clarity. It's a great thing to get a, a good word in season from a prophet of the Most High. So now I want to talk about the Watchmen. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I believe that uh, there's been kind of a transition done with the New Covenant, that the Old Testament prophet, the role of the prophet in the Old Testament, kind of shifted and transformed a little bit and became more like what we have today as Watchmen. Right. And that's what I'm seeing. And so the Watchmen's work is to rebuke, to warn, and to prepare the people of God for coming judgment, trouble, or calamity. The prophet Ezekiel in the Bible had this dual role of prophet and watchman. And we read about it in Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 1 to 11. So I'm going to read to you guys from the prophet Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 1 to 11. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, speak to your people and say to them, if I bring the sword upon a land, and the people of the land take a man from among them, and make him their watchman, and if he sees the sword coming upon the land, and blows the trumpet, and warns the people, then if anyone who hears the sound of the trumpet does not take warning, and the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, and did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But if he had taken warning, he would have saved his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet so that the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any one of them, that person is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked one to turn from his way, that wicked person shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, that person shall die in his iniquity but you will have delivered your soul. And you, son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus have you said, Surely our transgressions and our sins are upon us, and we rot away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, Turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? This is a, such a powerful passage that speaks of the role of the watchman. And this is why I've seen all the watchmen that I do know have such a sense of urgency when they speak to the people. You can see they have a burden on their hearts. Why? Because they know that when they get that vision, that dream, that word from the Lord, if they do not speak of it, and the people perish, their blood will be on their heads. In other words, the Lord will keep them accountable at the, on the day of judgment. Why have you not spoken my word? You could have saved so and so many lives. So a watchman's role is so, um, 
I find it more burdensome uh, from what I've seen. The, the yeah. watchmen have much more of a burden on their shoulders than the, the New Testament uh, prophet counterparts uh, because they, they, they carry this with them. And oftentimes they are tro- they're the first ones troubled by the vision. I mean, I've heard testimonies of watchmen who get a vision or a dream and they are on the, all fours crying in their living rooms on the floor for an hour. Because of the devastation they see or because of the judgment or because of the misery that they witness in their dream, vision or whatever that God has shown them. And, and it can be very heavy upon their soul. That is why, and I mentioned it earlier, that's why it's so important for watchmen to refresh themselves in the Word of God, to, to go deep in their walk with God and to praise Him and to make declarations upon their own lives. Take, use the Word of God in a positive way to, to refresh their own souls because sometimes they have to carry such a heavy burden. Yeah, and a lot of them will also talk about Obviously, what we're talking about is the future. So some of them are predicting things that are going to happen in the future. And, and they don't know when it is. Sometimes it's, it's, it could be 10 years away or 5 years away. And they, 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 um, they don't always know what they saw when it's going to happen. I've, I've seen that. Yeah. And, and I have a good example that I'm going to share with you guys. And sometimes also some will give dates. And that's where it gets a little more tricky. They have to... You know, it really has to be a word from God if they're going to give a date. Yeah. Because then, you know, the per- people listening to them, if it doesn't happen on that date, are going to question if it's true or not. Exactly. Then they're going to question their whole ministry. They might call them false prophet or whatever. So it's very important if you're a watchman to only give a date if you you really, really heard it from the Lord. If there is yeah. a, a searing on your heart, that's going to be the date. And it's the Holy Spirit confirming with you. Uh, a modern example of a watchman an account is when David Wilkerson, who was a, uh, a great man of God, but also a watchman, when he said these words in 1986, he probably had no clue, and I think he, he didn't have any clue of when it would happen, when it would materialize, what he saw. But here's what he said, David Wilkerson, 1986, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but he said, I see a plague coming on the world and the bars and churches and government will shut down. The plague will hit New York City and shake it like it has never been shaken. The plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles, and repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. And out of it will come a third great awakening that will sweep America and the world. That was David Wilkerson back in 1986. When did Wilkerson die? Was it 2012? Is I don't remember the exact date. I don't remember. It was a few I know years that back. When we read this, this is exactly what we're living. See, this is th- exactly uh, this whole COVID-19. That's the COVID-19. That's the shutting down of America. That's the, 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 the big problem. New York City was hit hard. All that came to pass. Now, when David Wilkerson uttered these words, he probably had no clue of the date. And not only that, think about it, the burden that must have been on his heart when he said it. And I remember I've seen sermons by David Wilkerson. I mean, sometimes it was so solemn when he would preach and he, when he would share a prophecy or a vision like that. It, it, it became, you could hear a pin drop. It was so solemn in his assembly when he would say such words because you could tell that the man had such a heavy heart and a burden when he would express it. Now, he probably didn't know it was it would be in 2020. And think about that. He had to carry this within himself, For knowing many, many that this years. was going to happen. And he died and never saw it come to pass. 
that's something else, you know. That's something that's it's hard. Now there's many others. I'm I'm mentioning David Wilkerson, but there are some who are alive right now that are doing the work of a watchman. And I could point out, uh, I could point you guys out if you want to check them out. Sheila Zielinski, Dimitri Dudeman, who is deceased, but who had a tremendous prophecy. If you want to look it up, you can find it online, probably. Dimitri Dudeman's uh, Prophecy Upon America. Now his grandson, Michael Baldea, uh, has a great watchman ministry as well. Nathan Leal, uh, The Watchman's Cry, great uh, great stuff there. Augusto Perez, also a good watchman for God, warning us of things to come. And see, I've heard some of these watchmen talk about a great depression coming upon America years before it happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, first there was the 2008 crash, uh, but then... Uh, what we're going to live now is is probably going to be make 2008 look like a picnic when when all the dust settles so these guys have been have been calling for these things for a long time telling people to prepare and buy yeah. food and all that and, also, and, and they have a heavy heart when they do it yeah there's also ck we call him ck uh carol quarterman that has a very powerful ministry does a lot of deliverance Great and stuff is there also yeah. a watchman is given a lot of uh prophetic words and uh, things that are coming in the, in the future and also gives prophetic words to people uh, that reach out to him. So he's been a blessing to many people as well. So look, the goal of this podcast was again to help you guys as believers, as kingdom expanders, to achieve balance. I, I, there's something in, in, in my heart and soul that it is, I feel it is so important to be balanced as believers. To not pitch your tent just in one camp, say, I, that's that's where I'm at. I don't want to hear anything else. There, are, All the other ones are false prophets. I'm a watchman, and I don't want to hear that fluff. It's not true. It's not of God. And, and not do the opposite. Be in the, the prophetic and say, I don't want to hear all that negativity and yeah. fear-mongering. It just gets me down. We have a lot to learn from both sides. And yes. I think that the... I think that the biggest deception in this is the division that it causes. Yeah, it's a fake we, division. Yeah, it's a fake division when we should be working together uh, as a, a Christian unit that wants to follow Christ and, and use our strengths and uh, both prophetic sides to our advantages Amen. to be stronger against the enemy. Yeah. So when you're, you know, just in division and you know this is not godly and that's not godly and always pointing the figure finger and in judgment you're not working as a unit together you're not working against the enemy and you know we know that uh, the devil likes to cause strife and division we've seen how he's been doing that in in america and uh, that is the worst thing that can happen is to have division. Absolutely, especially we, at this crucial time. We need to be united yeah. and strong. The body needs to be strong. And for that, we need to stop acting like the devil. And what do I mean by that? The devil is called the accuser of the brethren. Mm -hmm. And it's so it saddens my heart. And I've seen it so many times when a certain ministry comes up against another ministry on, on I don't know, a social media platform or YouTube, accusing a brother directly, saying he's a false prophet or he's a false this or he's a false that. And blah, blah, blah. taking words out of context, taking words out of context, misunderstanding, ignorance in some cases, just fighting, fighting, infighting. And the devil just relishes that. It, it keeps us busy uh, with the wrong thing. And it keeps us fruitless. And there's nothing the devil prefers than that, especially at this crucial time when we should be a united front and take all that the body has to offer, all that God is, is, is doing through the body, 
and understand that there it's multifaceted. And I love the verses we shared during this podcast where God shows his dual signs. It's like, you know, like any good father. Uh, if you guys have grown with a, a good dad back in the day when spanking was commonplace, your daddy could be loving, take you on his knees and, and tell you stories. And 15 minutes later, you could get the whooping of your life, you know? <laughs> Uh, the, I think it was T.D. Jakes who said when he heard that belt come off. No, it was Miles Monroe. He said, when I heard that belt come off, I just heard it go through those uh, the, the, the loops, go like, flick, 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 flick. <laughs> I knew I was in for it. And, uh, and I after that, I behaved very, very well. But the point is, a loving dad can also bring retri- retribution and... Um, consequences. Consequences, but uh, discipline discipline Mm -hmm. and the discipline of the lord is the same way i mean we read it earlier in the passage where peter says that god judges first of all first and foremost his own household so it's like we need to step in line and uh stop you know stop being the way we are like bickering and uh, among each other yeah and you know there's there's certain things even now today you know that we're going to look at a certain ministry or want to learn from a certain person and Say, you know, I'm not convinced. I'm not sure about this. And that's okay. And, you know, we, instead of, you know, writing on social media, oh, we no. don't believe that, you know, what you're doing is from God or whatever we could possibly say. We're not going to say that. No. Like, we're going to, you know, always uh, look into our hearts and to the ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. And if we're not sure about something, if we don't have that, um, you know, that, confidence that this is uh, a, a true watchman of God or a true uh, prophetic person that really has a gifting from God, then we're just going to stay away. You know, we're exactly. just going to wait until God shows us uh, where what direction he wants us to take. And I think that as believers, uh, you know, if you're not sure about something, instead of criticizing, you should just take a step back and ask the Holy Spirit for leading. Because think about it. We uh, oftentimes we don't see the whole matter. We see a part of the matter, and yeah. we don't we don't hear the whole thing. And we and sometimes we judge upon what we heard once, or what I I did that mistake myself in the past. I would judge a preacher or a speaker or, or, or prophet or whatever upon something that someone told me about them. How sick is that? Uh, but the point is, it's always good to take your time and not jump the gun and not do anything you would regret because. If you do become an accuser of the brethren, well, you're basically breaking the Ten Commandments. The Tenth Commandments says that thou shalt not bear any false witness against your brother. Well, when you say something and you're convinced you're in the right, right? And we're righteous anger and we're convinced we're in the right and we accuse our brother. Well, if we don't have all the information and we're uh, going half cock, we basically did some slander there. We... we um, we bore false witness against a brother. And that is a very, it's a bad, it's a bad sin. And you don't want to fall into that trap. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, so I hope that this podcast has really blessed you. I hope that you're going to do your own homework. Um, you know, maybe some of this is very new to you that you've been listening uh, to our podcast and you are kind of surprised at the topic. And uh, now we're talking about, you know, things that we've seen presently on social media that we've been aware of for a while. And so I just encourage you to uh, ask God about these things and to bring you, to lead you to the right people. And, you know, you're going to know in your spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to tell you. You know, you're going to feel, you're going to hear somebody and you're going to say, wow, that was a real 
uh, edifying word from God. I know it was, you know, spirit led. And other times you're going to say, no, I just, I don't know. And what's just not, not for me. And you're just going to walk away and that's okay. And I don't know if you could vouch for that, Liz, if it happened to you, but for me, it happened. Uh, Sometimes it's, it's just not the right time for you. So you're going to hear someone and you'll be like, that's definitely not of God. He's talking from Satan. And you evolve and you keep walking with God. And and lo and behold, five years later, six years later, 10 years later, you fall upon the same teaching from the same guy. And and then you look into it and you go like, I never noticed that before. Wow, he he sure wised up in 10 years. No, actually, he didn't change at all. It's you who evolved. (laughs) (laughs) And you figured figured out some new stuff and God has shown you some other stuff. And now all of a sudden, you're kind of agreeing with him. So it's happened to me, and that's why I say, don't jump the gun, don't accuse the brethren, and, and be good. <laughs> yeah, just let this be a, a journey that you're walking hand in hand uh, with God and, and you know exploring things and um, asking God to show you what is going to bless you in your life, what is going to help you, to guide you in your life, and to give you that spirit of discernment to know the difference between right and wrong and when it's spirit-led and when it's not. And uh, when it's truth that's being spoken, you know, act upon it. Uh, Don't stay inactive. Like we explained in both camps, in both uh, areas, we can become inactive either in, you know, you know, kind of too much in fear, in fear mode and just hoarding stuff in our house and just not being active for God's kingdom. Or too addicted to getting a word or or not doing anything with it. Or just focusing on getting a word and not really... Um, working with the Lord and really spending time, you know, going through that period of treasure hunting if you want to find out your destiny and your purpose and what he wants you to be doing right now with your life. And it, there's both of that imply action for God's kingdom. Amen. And um, we have to, you know, now more than ever, keep our minds sharp, um, you know, and be really close to God and to be very wise in these times to make the right decisions for our families and to look out for our futures. So we hope that this encouraged you, this blessed you, share the podcast uh, with other believers that you know are going to benefit from it. And um, if you're not on our email list, you can sign up to thrivingonpurpose.com. That's our website. You'll see a place there on the front page to uh, go on our email list so you're notified when we take out new podcasts. We also have a lot of free resources there you can check out. And also our free uh, Facebook group, Top Kingdom Growth. Uh, You can find that on our Facebook page or on thrivingonpurpose.com. Just click to join our free Facebook group where we give uh, really good master classes. Right now we're talking about the eight steps to activated faith to really um, get some of your prayers answered and really see God move in your life every day. So please join us to this free uh, Facebook group to have access to these master classes. So be blessed and thrive on. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com 